Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day. I am super, super excited about today's happy hour because we are going to be joined by the one, the only, the fabulous Miss Barbie the Welder. So hopefully she'll be joining us soon here. I'm uh, mixing things up a little bit. I am actually at the shop today. Oh, there's Barbie. All right, let's see. Let's let her in. Technology, magic, and any moment now. Well, first of all, cheers, girl. Break again. Here, wait, you said happy hour. <laughs> I'm at the shop, so I had to forego my usual whiskey to have the oh, beer that was in the refrigerator. So I uh, took my kids' beers. Don't judge. <laughs> nice. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick moment, and we're gonna do a toast. I don't know if you heard or saw the news today that Jessie Combs they honored the Guinness Book honored her record that she set, and so I just want to take a second and dedicate oh, yes. this toast to Jessie to her badassery, to her commitment, to pushing herself to the limits and, and proving to the world that girls can too. And so oh, yes. and here's to her and all the rest of the badass sisters out there. Oh, all right. Oh my goodness. So, how have you been? Oh my God, I miss you so much. This is crazy. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Like, I am so excited to see your face. Yeah, I'm so excited to see your face, too. And everybody out there who's joined in and is watching along, you know that a lot of time my, my happy hours are, are a little bit of chatting and a little bit of interviewing and a little bit of questioning. And I have a feeling, I'm going to go out on a limb here, I have a feeling that this is going to be a little more informal of a happy hour than some of the ones I've had in the past. But that's all right. I'm I'm down. You guys are just going to come along for the adventure of uh, what happens when Barbie and I hang out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> massive shenanigans. Like, literally the queen and the other queen of shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into our shenanigans too much, uh, for anybody out there who doesn't know Barbie the Welder, which I'm not sure how that's even possible. But for anybody who doesn't know Barbie the Welder, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do, in a nutshell. We'll go back and like talk about history and how you get your start and all the rest of that stuff later. Um, like currently, like what I'm doing or? Yeah. Who, who are you? Oh my gosh, who am I? <laughs> who are, are you? you? <laughs> I quoted Alice in Wonderland. Let's see. Um, I speak five languages. English, profanity, movie quotes, uh, sarcasm, and now TikTok. I'm new to TikTok. Um, I've, been, all right. I've, been, I've been welding for about 12, almost 13 years now. Full-time artist today. Um, a little bit over, well, actually, almost, I'm close to six years. I'm closing in on six years as a full-time metal sculptor. Got into metal sculpture from seeing the movie Castaway starring Tom Hanks. There's like this 15 second clip of this woman that was welding these giant angel wings and it just like, other than like saying that I feel like I was struck by lightning. Like I have no background in art, no background in business, no background in welding. And just was like, yeah, it's a great idea. Like this is what I want to do with my life. 
I love it. I for those of you who don't know Barbie, like she is one of the most hardworking women that I know. Like sets her mind to something. And and for anybody who's been watching all these happy hours, you kind of probably noticed a theme at this point. That all of the ladies that I speak with, like they set their mind to something and then they go after it like full bore. They make it happen. And I love Barbie's story particularly because of how she started out and where she's come and where she's gone since she started out. Like, your story is amazing. It really is. You started out like, I want to do this thing. And then, <laughs> like, to the moon, Alice. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's relatable because I know your story, Bogey, and to, was it two years in your driveway, girl? Two years building a business in your driveway, like working in her driveway. Like we connect because of the work ethic. I have such deep respect for you and what you did. Like I gotcha. You've totally built like this empire from your garage. Like I've got a garage. Like I'm just like, oh God, my garage isn't big enough. And I'm like, my girl started her shit in the driveway with no garage. So like, <laughs> I have no room to complain on stuff. And but I think that's what drives us, right? Like, it's, I think it's important to recognize that it could be worse, right? To remember where we've come from, but also at the same time, always have that drive for more. Like, there's a fine line, I think, between being content with where you are and being grateful for where you are. So, like, I can be grateful and still want more. Oh. And I think that's a hard a hard thing to say like yeah I want a bigger shop I'm still grateful as all get out for the shop I have because oh I've been yes. there where I didn't have one <laughs> but so somebody I saw somebody say that they don't know Barbie so because we kind of glossed over that really quickly so Barbie is a full-time metal artist welder um, extraordinaire she's also an author she's written how many books now five what? books Five books in five years. <laughs> it was like three last time we talked. When did they like multiply? I work fast. Um, <laughs> I just finished Honor Thy Art this year, teaching artists how to thrive emotionally and financially. To get that financial aspect of it, there's artists out there that are brilliantly talented, but struggle with the, the sales, the marketing, the branding. And so I share in that one what I've done. And the thing is, just because it works for me, don't mean it works for everybody. But there's stuff in there that you can take away. And I teach you exactly, like, how to design a business that serves you and how to fund that, how to make it really, like, serve you financially. Yeah. So that's my newest one. And the one before that was uh, um, how to weld scrap metal art. So that's my third welding one. Nice. So. I, so for those of you who aren't following her, make sure you go check her out after this and follow her. Um, she does lives on the regular and part of part of what I love about what Barbie does is that she's not just doing her thing like she struggled she put in the work she got herself to where she is but she's turning around and sharing that with other people and she's super honest and open about stuff and and will share in her mistakes she'll share <laughs> her trials and tribulations and I think that's really like a thing that's an issue with social media right like Barbie you and I have talked about this a lot yeah. And why I started doing my like F up Fridays, right, is we need to share all of those imperfections and share the struggles with people. And I, I applaud you for doing that in such mm -hmm. a transparent way. 
thank you. I think so many people look at social media and they see a sizzle reel. They see like all the highlights down, everything like, like I could take a picture and like 13 filters later, like I look lovely, you know, and, like the dirt sounds <laughs> in their face is gone and you know, and the thing is, is like, but this not fucking, they, can I swear? Am I allowed to swear on this? Am I going to be in trouble? <laughs> You do you, boo. You do you. <laughs> it's not freaking realistic. I'll watch it. I'll, like, I'll tune it down. It's not realistic. What you're seeing is filters. What you're seeing is 18 pictures. One is chosen out of that picture. The and listen, I'm so guilty of this. Because I'm I just think like, we all are. We do want to put our best face forward. But at the end of the day, like, you need to understand, like, I go through depression. I go through anger. I go through frustration. I go through, what the hell was I thinking with this business? What do I do next? Like, there's a lot of that. And I think by us being honest, I love your F up Fridays. I like genius, like absolutely genius by showing everything and by being deeply honest and being tra transparent, right? So I think the transparency is so important because there's so many people that will, I can't imagine being like an 18 year old and like, at the time, my super low self-esteem and like looking at people's social media and going, I'm such a failure. Like I already was like in a deeply depressive state Gosh. at that age. So jeepers, like, I'm like, who knows what I would have done at that point, seeing that and being like, my life is ass. Everyone else has got the crap together and I'm worthless. Yeah. So I think having the transparency, I think is super important. But it also, like, we're people at the end of the day. We're absolute people. And I think sometimes we, I can speak for myself, like, I've looked at celebrities online, I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, like, fangirl on people. And I fangirl on you, and I bet you're like, oh my God, Bobby. And like, you immediately are just like, you're so just pure you, down to earth, and humble and hardworking, and everything you want in a friend. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, she, but, but she's on TV, like, all these things, you know, and it's just like, you've always been like true to who you are and that's something that you've guided me in that like you've never had to say anything this is me following what i've seen you do and it's it's allowed me to be me so when you're you it lets me be you know what i'm saying i appreciate that it's and I think like right up here <laughs> no but it's so true because i think that's what it is like when we find the courage in ourselves to act in spite of fear, right? I'm scared, I'm nervous, I might F up, I might do it wrong, I might look stupid, people might laugh at me. But when we find the courage to do that anyway, to act in spite of fear, it gives other people permission to do the same. And so even though you're like fighting your own demons, right? Like it always cracks me up when people are like, how did you find the courage to do X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, I was terrified. I, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I was dead terrified to do it. It wasn't about being courageous. It was about going, I don't have time for you, little demon. I'm going to go do this anyway. Right? I lie to myself and tell myself that the fear is actually excitement. It literally <laughs> kind of resonates in your body in the same way. And it's that fear. It's just like, oh my gosh. But I do. I totally, I'm just like, Girl, you're just excited. You're not scared. You're excited. Like, literally, like, bullshit my way through some stuff with that. I love it. What does my body know? It only knows what I'm telling it, right? Like, oh, yes. You're just, you're very excited about this. 
your, your, your excitement makes you want to vomit, but just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, and that's, it's similar to, I had a mentor once tell me that like, if you don't have a little bit of a pit in your stomach, then you're not doing it big enough. Right? Like that. Like, the, that is the sign that you're doing life right. And, and if you don't have a pit in your stomach, you're playing it too safe. And so it's, it's, a, it's a learning to embrace that. It's a learning to be like, ooh, I'm scared. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't remember who said it, but they're like, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I know it's someone famous that said it, and it's a quote that I've thought of often. Because fear is something that has stopped me so many times in my life. And what's interesting, I just had a conversation, actually it was my live stream this morning where I was talking about like, I had fear about coming out. I had fear two massive times in my life. And one was coming out to meet you and work on the build. The other time was leaving my job. And what, what had happened was both times, like my parents are very loving. They're very security minded people. And I knew in my heart, it was right for me to leave my job and be a full-time artist. Now, was it like, I get what they're saying. Like, I get it. Holy shit. I get it. <laughs> I had, I really had no right, but we'll, we won't talk about that. But like, I knew it was right for me. And same thing with coming out to see you. Like I had no right to leave my business for a month to come out to that build. But I knew in my heart that that was just what I was supposed to be doing. And both times my parents are like, Barbara, I get Barbara when I'm in trouble. Barbara, right. you're, making, you're making a mistake, right? But the thing is, I was good. While I was in that moment, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. But as soon as they start doing this in my ear, and listen, this is with love. They're not doing it out of, like, spite or anything else. They're doing it out of, they have glasses on. Well, they also have glasses on. But they have these glasses on that they see life through that they're just, like, totally. very security-based people. And for them to see me to finally start doing okay in my business and then walk away for a month, they're just like, you're bat crap crazy. Or like to leave a secure job. It's fear. It's it is. Fear. It's their fear. And what ends up happening is like, they literally translate that to you. I know for me, I'm like, I started questioning whether it was right. Or She's so classy guys. So classy. Oh it's just going to get better. So like I just start questioning. <laughs> I just start questioning what I was doing because I'm like at first I was like yes this is for like I'm like this is where I feel my truth right so I'm like this is what feels right to me and then they start like Barbara is this this is this the right you should be doing this and this and like all of a sudden like their their fear like really like starts permeate permeating it it starts seeping into my pores baby like it starts it, soaking it in does. and then all of a sudden like i've got this fear and it's just like it's not because even my fear you start hearing the voice and you start not knowing whether it's your voice or their voice and that's and that's the thing about not just our our parents or our friends or our family but it's like everybody it's society and sometimes it's hard to distinguish between other people's fear and 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 real fear, right? Or healthy fear. They mean healthy well. fear is a good thing sometimes. Yeah. They, they mean well. They're not doing it to be rude. They're not being sure. it to like crush me down. They're not and I think many, many people in our lives have the best of all intentions, but they're coming from their fears or their low self-esteem or their um just whatever you know yeah. whatever their experiences are in their life 
and the thing is, it's like they're just they're they're putting it on you, and if you let people do like you should listen, and like maybe someone's got some good advice. Maybe there's something you didn't think of, like lots of stuff I didn't think of. That they didn't even think of, but it's just that thing that's just like just you know maybe take something they say into consideration, but like you've got to follow what your true north is. Like you right. need you need to walk your path. Oh gosh, it's it's so easy for me to sit here and say like it was really hard for me to do and like pushing through the fear like to come out and see you. Same same thing with the job. Like one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. Like it was scary. Like I had no right to leave my business. But I knew like I knew it was the right thing to do. You know, the mentoring that you gave me was like I'm here because of that. Like having this and not just having this conversation. I teach through YouTube and through writing the books because you showed me that teaching is just like this beautiful gift that you can give to someone. You're here because of what you've done. You, you've worked your booty off and you were willing to take inspired the me. You inspired me in directions that I never would have taken had it not been for you. So I think we all have, like, we're all, like, at the beginning and end of the day, like, we're all ourselves, but we all have, like, these little bits and pieces of people that touch our lives. And you definitely, like, this is big, this big bit that has touched my life that just, um, just you always inspire me, Bogey, and, like, you're always, like, your mission to serve the automotive industry and to make it accessible for women, um, God, like, I wish I could, I wish there was a chart that showed exactly how transformative that is, like the, the, the ripple effect, right? I wish that there was a chart that showed the ripple effect of what you're doing. Because just thinking about just one thing what you're, you're doing. doing. And what you're doing. No, I think that's an important for you, though. It, like, but I learned it from somebody else. Right, but I learned it from somebody else, and I think that's the thing to come back to. Yeah. And that's the point for everybody listening is you don't always know who it is you're inspiring, who it yeah. is you're giving permission to. I, I think I told you this story, Barbie, the day that I quit my job, and I'm sure similar things happen when you quit your job, and you may or may not have known about it, but when I quit my job at the dealership and I was terrified like puking in the bathroom, terrified, crying, handshaking, the whole thing, because I had this genius idea that I was going to start my own business with $200 <laughs> in my bank account, like an idiot, right? Like I, I had no business starting a business. I feel you girl. Right. And, and I, I managed to hand in my resignation anyway. And later on that afternoon, this guy comes up to me who I'd worked with, but I barely knew. And he says, I heard you quit. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And I'm like, did you really hate me that much? He's like, he's like, I just, he's like, I wanted to thank you. And I'm like, what do you mean you want to thank me? He's like, I've always wanted to go back to college. When I heard you quit, I called my mom. I asked her if I could move home and enroll in school. I just handed in my resignation too. Oh my and God. And it's like, you don't even know. Like, I didn't even know in that moment. I wasn't thinking about anybody else, right? I was thinking about my fear and my, my being afraid of taking that leap and getting over my nerves 
And I didn't even think that I was having an impact or effect on somebody else, but it's, it's what we're saying through all of this is like when you dare to live outrageously, when you dare to take chances, when you dare to write five books in five years or quit your job <laughs> and become a full-time metal artist or, you know, whatever the crazy thing is that you dare to do, you give other people permission to do the crazy things that they want to do. Yes. And you know, like, I love how you said you're like, you weren't thinking of anyone else, you were thinking of you. And that's exactly what's happened with me is my mission was solely selfish. It was to make the metal art. Never did I think I would teach people. I mean, like, literally, I've gotten kicked out of two high schools in one year, and one was for the bad kids, okay? Like, voted least likely to make it through high school, let alone, like, so it's just, it's wild. But again, like, the mission was selfish. But you, like, it just, and it happened. And I guess it happened organically. I didn't set out to be like, let me inspire people. I do it on purpose now. Like, hopefully, do it on purpose. But yeah, like, the my path was a metal art. But what's so amazing is all the things that has come because of it. And like you said, because of facing your fear and doing the stuff anyways, there's been so many opportunities that have been opened up just mind-blowing stuff that just like in a million years like it's entrepreneurism anything can happen you know it's art anything can happen and it's just it's really surreal to me like it's my life and it still doesn't like doesn't feel you know what i'm saying like it still doesn't even seem real like you're kidding me like i'm gonna do what today like so i want to ask you a question like you you've talked and you've been fairly open about your your past your childhood your story and um, and I think it's I think it's really important, like similar to sharing our mistakes or sharing our whatevers, is sharing our our history where we came from, because I think it's really easy for younger kids, particularly, to say, oh well, she or he was able to be successful because they started out with X, Y, and Z, and and I could never do that because I don't have that, right? And I I think it's important to share our stories of where we came from. <laughs> but I also find it really interesting, like, what do you think it is in you? I'm trying to get to the heart of this, and I've asked so many folks this. What do you think it is in you that, that allowed you to take those experiences that you had as a child, those experiences that were least likely to succeed, right? <laughs> right? How did you, like, what was it in you that allowed you to turn that into the successful life that you have today? Gosh, that's so wild. So my whole biography is coming out. Not, it's not a written one. It's um, Construction Brothers podcast did an interview with me and they had the cojones to ask me for my whole story. And I love it because let's see, in that story is homelessness twice, drug addiction, uh, drug sales. Um, I stole a sailboat. Um, went through depression, it's gone on. Um, I've actually been in the psych center before because of cocaine dependency. So let's just like, that's just a quick like, hey, what's going on with Barbie, right? And that was all before I was 25, doing math in my head. I think that was all before I was 25. <laughs> um, was bullied like really bad as a kid, was homeschooled. My mom gave me my haircuts and made my clothes. So I mean, we're talking like, it's literally it was like the perfect storm for a perfect storm. 
and from that, gosh, I always, always felt like a lone wolf and have never felt like I fit in. And I think that, which was the bane of my existence, because I did a lot of stuff to try to fit in when I was younger. What was the bane of my existence, what I felt was like this massive deficit, actually became a really great asset because I'm able to do all the things. And I'm used to doing shit by myself and I'm used to holding it down. Um, the, the low self-esteem and the drug addiction and all the stuff I went through like with the, the, mental, the mental health issues, I'm so grateful for that. Like in the middle of it, like I spent years wanting to kill myself and thinking that that was normal. I didn't know until I got a little bit older that A, I, I was depressed and B, it wasn't normal to want to like just drive down the road and want to veer off into a tree. Um, literally just, it was part of who I was. And if anyone, if you guys are here and you know me, like I'm like the happiest person you've ever freaking met. And I'm like, Mrs. Positive, Miss, cause I'm not married, Miss Positive. It just, you know, like, like total opposite day from what I was like as a kid and how I felt. And I'm so grateful for that. Like what I went through, it has given me like going through that, but also overcoming that. And, and really it is welding that has allowed me to overcome like the depression and the anxiety and all the shit that I went through like mentally. Welding is really, it's like the small little successes that I was having in welding like I get this wild idea that I want to do it but as I'm having like these small success like oh you know you got your weld you got like an eighth of an inch of a weld that actually looks good that you didn't have to grind that one out like but I mean like it was starting to feel good and like being able to save up for school I mean like that felt really good like there was no way I should have been able to save up but having this the success has built my self-esteem slowly over time and that slow like that slow build and it is it's a long game like that foundation and having that has really allowed me to you know like start to believe myself and it's a welcome that let me believe myself like I knew I wanted to be a sculptor whether I believed it or not in the beginning I don't know like not on the like the level of shit I'm doing but all the hardships that I went through in my life like being picked on and being bullied and getting beat up and spit on like Dude, all I wanted to do was fit in. Like, I spent, like, years just trying to fit in and doing whatever drugs that it took to fit in and doing whatever, you know, and, you know, acting certain ways. And the thing was, like, it's interesting because now all I want to do is stand out. Like, and it's so important. And, like, as I've gotten older, I realized, like, our beauty is in our uniqueness. Our beauty is in the fact that we do stand out. And who the hell wants to be like everyone else? There's already, like, there's already <laughs> a bogey. Like, I don't want to be a bogey. I want to be a right. party. Right. You know, like, I want to be true to who I am. And yes, I swear and drink ratchet beer. I've got a cigar over here that's going to get lit pretty soon. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I'm me and I, I, I'm dirty most of the time. This is the cleanest I've ever been in my shop. But I like, love it. Having, having those moments where, like, it, it was just sheer freaking awfulness, man. Like, and I go into a lot more detail in that, that podcast. Yeah. But it's just, it's all those low times. It's all that negativity. I literally, like, I feel like my art is so good today, in my opinion, because I can pour my feelings into my art. And that's how I, 
That's how I can, like, I, I talk better through my art, I think, than I do verbally, right? So I mean, I can talk a mile a minute. <laughs> I, I can trans I can translate my feelings through my art so if you see something and it's just like my last one I got her sitting over there and I did show her a little bit this morning on live stream but it's my lone wolf it's me yeah right and so I have another one the sad angel like that's me and I have this like I literally just sculpt myself and my feelings come out so all that depression that I went through like what a blessing like now yeah. during the time it doesn't feel like it totally but I still, I sculpt that, right? I, I sculpt my feelings. And so it has, our art's given me that outlet that I never had. Like, you know, like where I, I was looking at for drugs and looking for it and alcohol and everything else. And yeah, it just, it comes to the art so much. It's like such a healthy way for my outlet, for my, my obsessive behavior, my addictive behavior, just like all this gone into the metal. <laughs> Well, I want to I want to acknowledge and thank you for being so honest and open and sharing all of that, because that's, you know, we we as we talked about before, it's stuff that like people like to not not show that stuff. Right. Like there's we don't tell those parts of the story because we don't want anybody to know or we think it's embarrassing or whatever. And yet. Yeah. Um, as, as somebody just pointed out, like there's a lot of people who need to hear that and hear that. Yeah you were able to turn that around, which means they can too. And I think there's something, I think unifying about the, the, the building with your hands and making with your hands, right? Yeah. Like, because you are, you're literally harnessing this like superpower, whether it's building, you know, with wood, whether it's working with metal, whether it's, whether you're baking amazing cakes, whether you're, crocheting like whatever it is like when you make with your hands there's like this thing that is so empowering that says like i did that and if i can do that what else can i do you know so I, you say i hear you say that it's welding and i, I heard some other comments or sorry, saw, saw some comments echo that like welding is everything right and it's true it's but it's not just welding it's making it's 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 making i agree with you any kind of creation because like I used to work in the shop with my dad when I was a kid my dad like in his spare time would do woodworking and so like he'd like pull some ratchet dresser off the side of the road he'd tear it apart and then he'd make this beautiful jewelry box out of it and so he'd set me on the side like I was really little and he's like here's a hammer and nails go punch it you know it's like it would let me get my aggression out that way and there there is like you know there there's just some kind of I don't know, it probably goes back to like our roots and like the art of like, um, this is like cavemen and stuff like that. I mean, like the art goes all the way back to that. Like they made, okay. they did, they, you know? And like today we don't have as like, with technology, we're the laziest people that have ever existed. Like, trust me, I love shopping on Amazon. I am also like, I'm on point with that. Like I'm all over it. But we're still like, we're not as physical creatures as we used to be. Yeah. And that I'm not a doctor. I didn't stay at a motel six last night. But my humble opinion is when you get out and you start doing stuff, whether it's, you know, canoeing or you're fishing or you're, you're squeezing clay and you're sculpting stuff with clay, you're drawing. It's like, it's that making and doing that, you know, like I used to run around the woods with sticks and like pretend to shoot my friends with the sticks. Like that was our fun. Like they do it on the video games now. Like we had that physical activity. Mm -hmm. 
you know, these guys play um, like whatever the, the you know the BMX game is, and I built ratchet ramps, and we jump shit and pretend we were evil and evil. It's like we were a very active, you know, it's my neighborhood. Like we were super active. Yeah. And I think like there, there's you know, people say there's a correlation between social media and depression, but it's I I think I beg to differ. Like I think social media is amazing if it's used right. Look at the people I get to connect with. You know, it gets totally. incredible. Like, deeply. Well, it's like up. anything, right? But it's a double—it's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. Like it—it yeah. it is because social media hasn't changed human nature. It's just magnified and put a mirror to it. Ooh, I like that. Oh, right? Because like, like we we always compared ourselves to the Joneses, right? It was always oh his lawn is nicer than mine, or I need to get a better fence because he is a better fence, right? We we've been doing that since the dawn of time, right? It's so now we're just doing it on a bigger scale. But I think there's benefits too. Like when I was first coming up in in the automotive world, social media didn't exist, right? Like I didn't I didn't have a way of knowing that a you existed, right? And I I will never forget what you said. The first thing you ever said to me. Do you remember our first phone conversation? Was it the fact that, like, oh, my God, you said the F word, so we has become very best friends? <laughs> well, there was that, too. But um, the very first thing that Barbie said to me, I was, I, rem I will never forget it. I was in the airport because you oh, caught me on, a, you called me up right as I was getting ready to get on a plane. And you said, I am 40 years old and I have never met another woman like me. Yeah. And I thought I was the only one. And... And that's what life pre-social media was. Like, unless you read a, a newspaper article or a magazine article about another female tradesperson, we would never know. But so now there's like the benefit of social media is, is I see you <laughs> and I get to meet you and I get to know you exist and know that I'm, I'm not an only, right? So that's powerful. But the flip side is all the rest of the pieces, right? I think having that, like, and that's something you gave me going out to that build in 2017 for the Chevy Montage. I mean, one, like, you're batshit crazy for doing it. And two, I love you for thinking big like that. Like, oh, my gosh, right? I thought I was the only batshit crazy lady. Oh, so, no, I'm Again, I'm right another, another you. only one. You gave me a tribe, and that's your word, not mine. You gave me a tribe of women who freaking get me, right? So, like, I'm the girl, like, I will... Okay, so maybe I asked someone else to make me a sandwich because I'm not that good at it. But like, I'll take a sandwich and I'll put it down on the tire and I'll go weld some shit and I'll come back to the sandwich and I'll eat it with my grubby mitts. And I met all kinds of other women that did the same damn thing. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, I'm not the only one. And that and gosh, like as a first mechanic and then a welder, I've always been, almost always been the only girl. There was another woman that, um, that taught me to weld when I first started. <clears throat> that wasn't a good one. I'll bring it up again for a vote. But I'm used to being the only woman. And because I dealt with so much sexism in the automotive industry, I started to defeminatize myself. And what I mean by that is I stopped, which I've always been a tomboy, always been a tomboy. But I really just kind of went to the opposite end of the spectrum. I really just was like, like, like the flannel shirts and like wearing baggy clothes. And I just, I just wanted to be seen for my skills. Like yeah. not because I'm a girl, like just respect the skills and respect the work ethic. Yeah. And totally Amen. just went and defeminatized myself. 
and getting into welding, I was still there. You know, I'm like, I've always been in jeans and, and you know, jeans and car hearts and steel toe boots and, you know, Guns and Roses t-shirt. Like, I've literally dressed like that since, like, seventh grade. You know, so, like, I, I'm still jeans and t-shirts. But the thing was, I just, I freaking hated myself. And that was part of my depression. I hated myself for being a woman because I wasn't seen as a person with skills. I was seen as a woman. So it was the bane of my existence. But coming out to the build and meeting you and all the other women who are just, like, handling your shit, but with elegance and, like, femininity, like, owning your femininity and handling your shit, it... You talk about earlier about giving someone permission. I came home and I'm like, no shit, I'm a fucking girl. Like, who, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it literally, it just gave me a permission. It gave me permission to be the woman I already am. And it, made, it allowed me to love myself. It gave me permission to love myself too. Like, I don't have to get mad at myself for being a girl anymore. Like, I could be a girl and weld. And because I'm a girl welding, I'm going to bring something different to welding that men wouldn't because I have femininity so once again it ends up being like this beautiful gift that was the bane of my existence yeah and ends up being just like one of the most beautiful gifts i've ever been given and i totally relate i think it's i think there's a little bit of it's it's kind of human nature right when you don't know any other women in the industry when you don't see anybody else who looks like you you don't and and people are questioning you right because i experienced the same thing coming up i didn't know any other female mechanics I was always the first woman working at the shop and and I was being treated differently because I was a girl and felt like, okay, well, if I play down the fact that I'm a girl, right? If if I wear oversized clothing, if I wear sports bras or ace bandages that bind my boobs so nobody sees them, if I, you know, if I look like a dude, yeah. then maybe they'll respect Ooh. me differently. Ooh, what was that? There was a fly by my beer. I was like, oh, what's that? It's green. And I touched it. It was a fly. I'm seeing She's total badass. But did you see her jump at that fly? No. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, girl. Hey, scream like a girl. Nailed it. <laughs> like, for like, fuck's sake, what is that? Like, it was like. A fly. Like, I'm at my bench. There's always metal. I'm like, what's green on my bench? It was a really pretty green color. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love it. So somebody asked, and I want to touch on it. Um, what, what was it? What happened that had you leave being a mechanic? Oh my gosh. Great question. Um, God, the final straw. Like, so I went shop to shop. I, I'll make it short for you. The final straw was, I was in my first marriage at the time. And the dude was pretty big and fighty. That's a word. Um, totally. And at the shop I was working at, which was the best job at that time I had ever held, um, I was a service writer for a local auto dealership. And the other guy that was a service writer that was in charge of me uh, pushed me in the corner with his penis pants on, but still like pushed me in the corner like that and was like pushing up on me. And I finally got out from around him and I went and I told the one lady that was our warranty specialist. And I was like, Hey, this is what happened. And she told me no one's going to believe me because everyone loves this guy. And I was like, I have two choices because I can leave the job because fuck that. 
And two, I can go tell my husband who's very fighty and very large and want to kill this guy. And at the time, I liked my husband and didn't want him to catch a murder charge. So I left the job. But, like, that was a final straw. Like, I dealt with a bunch of sexism up to that. That one there was just, like, over the top for me. And I'm just, like, I was young. And, like, even, like, I went to, like, then this woman is older, right? So I, like, go to this older woman who I feel like is, like, going to have my back and, like, is going to understand and, you know, who knows what her reasoning was behind it. But, yeah, I left on, on that note. And so when it was time, like, when I found out through Miller and through Bogey that they were doing the all-girls build, I'm like, I need to go back into the automotive industry on a good note and leave on my terms. Because it was something, like, it was my first love. Like, auto mechanics was my first love. Yeah. And I, I want I want other people out there to hear like you're you're sadly and I'm so, so so heartbroken that that happened to you. Right. I'm not like it's shitty. But here's the deal. Like at the time it was heart crushing. Looking back like what a blessing because had that not happened maybe I'd still be there and I wouldn't be here today and like totally. every single thing that we go through. Like, I'm that, like, that stupid positive person. It's not stupid. Like, I'm that positive person that flies back. And, and, and. But I want to be clear. Like, yes, you wouldn't be where you are today. Right? None of us would be who we are without any of the things that happened in our past. And so it's not shaming or regretting or, right? I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have all of the experiences that I've been through. However, that shouldn't have happened. Right? That's not okay. That shouldn't have happened. And... It's happening still to so many people. And I think it's really, really important for people to hear, like if, if that is you, if you are in that situation and you've, and you've been told nobody's gonna believe you, right? Or you've been shamed into silence or you think that nobody's gonna believe you, you tell somebody, first of all, and if yeah. they don't believe you, so be it. Like, go somewhere else, right? Go find, there Love. are good shops out there. Love and respect. There are so many shops out there that are looking for quality welders, quality auto mechanics, quality Amen. There are people out there. And listen, just, yeah, love and respect, man. You need to be treated with love and respect or you need to kick rocks. And like I said, I would have done the same thing today. In fact, I probably would have sick my no, I not. I might have sick my husband on it. He's my ex now. <laughs> he didn't need my help to go to jail. Yeah, I'm just kidding. But it's just like, it's, you need to honor yourself. And if they don't honor you, then you take your shit somewhere else. Because there are, there's so many people, there are so many shops that will honor you for your skills and your talent. And they won't see this. They, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about color or anything else. It's about like, it's, the skills that the person brings to the table. Yeah, and that's not yeah. to say that there aren't, there's plenty of shops that, that will judge you based on your gender oh or your race or your age or how you look or, um, and it still exists, right? Yeah, that, that a girl, that a girl. <laughs> like, it still, it still happens 100%, but I think it's important to know like that there are other places out there, right? Yeah. There, it, it does. I was shocked because when I went into welding, I really thought the welding, I hesitated on taking a job in welding. My teacher had to force me to go fill out the application and actually took our entire shop on a field trip to the place he wanted me to apply for because I wouldn't go and see them. Because of the sexism I dealt with in the automotive industry, I assumed welding was the same. 
Now I got into welding and was blessed, which this is bullshit to have to even say it, but was blessed with a shop that was just deeply supportive of me, right? And having having that experience, like, so when I like come out to you guys, like I assumed because the shop that I got hired in, like no one was sexist, like I didn't deal with any bullshit, any, just totally was, you know, I was deeply respected for my skills once That's amazing. That's awesome. It's how it should be, but it was like, I assumed that there was no sexism in the welding industry until I get out to you guys and then meet the other ladies that are dealing with it. Like, same shit I was doing. And I'm thinking, dude, what the frick is going on? That it's just like, it's shocking to me in a way because I've seen men that are just awful welders. And I've seen women that are awful welders. And I've seen yeah. you know, women and men that are excellent welders. Totally. It's not about the sex. It's about the skills. It's about the practice. And it's about the, the craftsmanship that someone puts behind it. It don't matter whether you're purple, yellow, blue, or green. Like, bring your skills. And you know, I just, I don't get why a, like, someone with common sense. And maybe that's what's lacking. Like, it's well, just so hard for me to be like, how, how could you, like, turn someone down that's doing it? I was talking to a young lady last night um, out in Chicago that, um, as a welder and has dealt with a ton of sexism. I'm just like, girl, walk. Like, right. walk. Do not. Well, I'm going to bring it full circle. I'm going to bring it full circle because we were talking at the very beginning of this happy hour about, about our parents or support system, like their fear when we do something wild and crazy, right? And I think, honestly, like a lot of the sexism and the racism and the isms and the like all of the stuff that that we've experienced, that so many people are experienced, it's like kind of the topic on the lips of everybody right now. Like so much of it, I feel like comes from fear, right? Like it comes from fear. This is this is my domain, you don't belong here. Or I'm fearful that maybe you'll be better than me. Or, right? right. Then step your game up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, I know. It's, just, it's, so, it's so weird to think of that, right? Cause like, if I'm worried that there's, which I don't even think about it. Like, I guess I, and I'm way different. I guess because I'm just like I don't I know I don't have any competition. There's no other Barbie out there. There are sculptors who are way the freak better than I am, right? And I know that. But I know that I have no competition because my art is so unique. It's unique to me. The style in which I create, how I do it, who I am, like all of that. And every single individual on the planet is just like that. There are, you know, thousands of auto mechanics, but everyone has their uniqueness. Everyone has a special skill that they bring. Yeah. And it's just I don't know, it's just so wild to think that, which I mean, like, I guess it's because I'm not a man, so I can't think of it from a man's aspect, but I can understand the fact, like, so, like, my brother's used to taking care of his family, like, that's his, that's his role, is to provide for his family, and for him to have a girlfriend that is totally capable of providing for herself, it's a little bit different for him, you know what I'm saying, you want a strong woman until you get one. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, I, I saw a couple of comments that scrolled by of um, relating to what you're saying and saying that they were in a similar position right now. And I, I just, I can't say enough. Like Bar both Barbie and I have both been in crappy work environments in our life. We have both experienced sexism. We've both experienced being underestimated 
Um, I love being underestimated. Please. I do too. I've learned to embrace Please. it. But I really just, I want to make sure that like those out there who need to hear this, hear this. A, you are not alone. You yeah. are not alone. You are not alone. And B, there are a ton of other places out there. If you love doing whatever it is you are doing, whether it's automotive, whether it's welding, whether it's crocheting, right? Whatever it is, don't let anybody stop you from doing it. If it's what fills you, your oh, spirit and yeah. sets your heart on fire, go find a shop that's going to respect you. Go find a shop that's going to appreciate and value because they are out there. They are out there. Don't let somebody put out your fire. Connect with one of us. Like send one of us yeah. a message if you guys are dealing with it. I have a huge connection of people in the welding industry. And I'm happy. Like if you're looking for a shop in a certain area, message me because I can help put you in contact with someone who will appreciate your skills. Totally. And at the very least, I could be there for you and be like, I get you. I understand what you're going through. Yeah. I think having a support group, like Bogey did, like Bogey made a tribe of women. And like, I'm having a tough day. Like I call my girl, I'm like, Bogey, I'm having a tough day. Like I have a support group and it's only through those connections that do help me get through. Like when I am frustrated or when I can't figure something out. So get yourself a connection. Like I know Instagram is just an amazing hotbed of welding activity and amazing supportive welders. There's a huge family of welders there. And if that's what you got, you know, and on mechanics, all tradesmen, just yeah. find your tribe. Like, and that's Bogey's words. That's not mine. Like that's Bogey's words. Like find your tribe and then stick to them like glue, but look for support and ask for support when you need it. And if you're not, like she said, if you're not getting the respect at your shop, like, do your due diligence, like try to try. And it's so difficult because it's like, if I say something, they're going to think I'm a bitch. Like that's a hard thing there. Right. Like, are they going to think I'm this or are they going to think I'm that? So like, I, I definitely, I struggled deeply with that. Like, should I say something? And there was a couple shops, like, because I've dealt with bullies all my life. Like I ignored some of it because like the whole, like, you know, even as a grown woman, mostly, even as a grown woman, I'm still just like, I have that little girl inside of me that is scared of bullies. Now, I did stand up to one and it solved a lot of shit. That wasn't healthy. That's a story for another day. <laughs> I know. We only have an hour. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's like you have to figure out because it's, it is, it's such a challenge. Like, should I say something? Like, if the situation is where, like, you are fearful for your safety, get the, you know, say something. If they don't handle it, get the freak out, man. And, like, get out fast. There are jobs and there are people that are looking for the talented and skilled people yeah. that will honor exactly who you are and you won't have to change who you are, you know, and, and that's how it should be. Yeah. And I think, you know, hopefully like the positives of social media, more women are seeing women out there doing the trades and seeing the benefits of them. And it's not just financial, which it is financial, but there's a huge emotional benefit. Totally when you're in a great position, when you're in a great job, that yeah. you love because you feel that love, but you know, it's well, and more men are seeing it too. So we're less of an oddball when they see us in the shop. Right. I like that too. Right. This more, next generation it's not... I think is going to change stuff because the younger generation, I feel like like my kids age, they're so accepting. Totally. Like, when I was in high school, no one was gay. Like right. no, which we know is not true, but I mean like it they was weren't out very taboo right it was very taboo and now it's just like 
people are so accepting of who people are. And I do feel like that's going to translate my hope. My hope for the world is that will translate to everybody, to everything, to the jobs and the careers. And understand that a man can be a nurse. A man can be an amazing nurse, you know, like much better than I could ever think about being, right? But it's just like women make amazing auto mechanics and they, they make amazing, you know, brain surgeons or whatever else that, uh, that they are. Like anyone could do anything. I think you're so right. Like, I'm excited for the next generation because it is. It's the kids. Like, yeah. I tell a 50-year-old man or woman what mm -hmm. I do for a living, and they're like, you what? But I tell a 10-year-old what I do for a living, and they're like, okay, cool. So what? Right? <laughs> like, it's, it's I, no big thing. They're not shocked by it, right? When I was setting up and I was selling at shows, selling my art at shows, I'd set up every week and I'd sit there in my booth and I'd be sitting there with my stuff and they're like, oh, this is nice, does your husband make it? <laughs> I'm just like, yes, he does. I just sell for him because I'm not capable. My big pen for women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big pens for women. I don't know if you remember that picture, Bodhi. I just found that picture the other day. The big <laughs> pen for women, like, oh my God. Like For those of you who don't know what this reference is, Google <laughs> Bic Pens for Women. Go on there, Amazon, and, go read on Amazon and read the reviews. There was a whole thing where Bic released pens for women because apparently women can't write with regular pens. So it was this whole thing about specifically pens for women and it was uh, it was quite an entertaining comment thread and review thread. <laughs> if you ever wanna feel, if you're ever feeling down, just go look at Amazon reviews for Big Pen for Women. Oh my gosh, I'll have tears in my eyes just thinking about it. It is the hilarious, hilariousness. It is it's hilariousness. It's oh like, my it's God. It's the funniest shit that I think I've ever read my entire life. Oh my God. Oh, okay, so really quickly, I have to interrupt you because it is 5.54, which means, well, 5.54 Arizona time, which means we have six, six minutes left before Instagram shuts us down. So I want to ask you two things. One, somebody asked me to ask you to explain the octopus in the background, tell the story of the oh. octopus. Can you do that in a nutshell? I can. This is a corpsepus. A so, corpsepus. A corpsepus. So I am always having tools all over my bench. It's usually a mess. And so I decided that I was going to make this very simple tool caddy. And I was going to do like this kind of like rainbow, like basically like this rainbow shape. And I was going to put all my air tools on it, like just like in this shape to make them organized and out of the way. And this two hour job turned into a three day, like I need to make a school, like, like halfway through it, I started like started design it and I go, oh, oh my goodness. And here comes the corpse of puss. And so now he holds all my numeric tools. And it is like <laughs> one of my favorite things ever. I love it. I make art that I get to keep. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Um, last thing, very quickly, if you had to say one sentence, of advice to the younger version of you, Ooh. what would you say? Ooh, dream huge. Like dream continue huge. to dream huge and do whatever it takes to, to go after your dreams. Absolutely. Awesome. I love it. Oh my gosh, we have four minutes left. So I wanna thank everybody who tuned in for tuning in. I wanna encourage you all to check out Barbie the Welder on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok, on all of the all of the things. 
check All her out, people. follow her, give her some love, support this woman. And I, I saw some questions specific about selling art, about making art, about shop supplies and metalwork. Reach out to her. She's got a couple of books that are perfect for you. Um, she's also always down to answer people's questions and support the community. And so please reach out to her, give her a follow, give her some love. And uh, maybe we'll have her come back again sometime soon. Everybody who joined in, thank you so much for joining in. And Barbie, particularly you. Cheers, my dear. Oh, cheers, Bogie. Thank you so very much for giving me this opportunity. I love talking with you always. And we always have the best conversations. So this has just been wonderful. So again, anyone, if you guys are struggling with depression, if self-esteem stuff, if you're dealing with sexism and stuff, Message me. You guys can email me at barbielewelder at yahoo.com or message me through here on Instagram. I'll do my best to get back a hold of you as fast as possible. But I love connecting with people. And if I can help you in any possible way, like I want to be there for you. And if I nothing else knows, you're not alone. By myself and to have someone be there for me would have meant the world. And so it is part of my mission to do whatever I can to, uh, to be there for others. And Bogie, I can't, I can't thank you enough for all that you've done for me individually as a human being that you've mentored me and guided me and given me the best advice. You've always given me the best advice. And I'm so grateful for all that you do for the women in the trades and that you encourage and give them a really safe place to come into the trades and show them it's accessible and that it is awesome. So thank you for all that you do, hon. I appreciate it. The two-way street, girl. And I appreciate and adore you. And this is probably the shortest conversation we've ever had. An hour. It's crazy. We're going three and a half hours. We're going to have to do more of this. All right. I love you. I appreciate you. We will do this again. Love you all for tuning in. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back here next week, same time, same place, with a new amazing guest. You'll just have to tune in and find out who. All right. Awesome. Bye guys. Thank you. Mwah.